Welcome to episode 5 of the Boxbox podcast. Today I'm joined by James Ball and we both have plenty to talk about after the recent Grand Prix in Imola which gave us an insight into wet weather racing. So James, some topics here today including the main topic today, rain. What do you think about, uh, about we saw our first insight into how the F1 cars this season actually perform in the rain. What do you think? I mean that was that was absolutely chaotic, wasn't it? I love, I loved it. I mean, there was a lot of drama up and down the field, and uh, we had George Russell going up, we had Leclerc spinning out, we had you know dramas on the on the first lap of the car there, and and uh, science. It was just it was just really really exciting. Um, I think that was probably probably one of my uh, probably one of the best Grand Prix of the uh, of the year so far. I mean, definitely ahead of Australia, and probably ahead of. Um, Ahead of um, Bahrain as well. I, I think that was really good. I mean, you had the, um, I mean, they were quite changeable conditions as well because you had the, um, I mean, the, I mean, it, it sort of dried out towards the end. And we had, uh, I think, we had um, Lando's um, Lando's pit crew telling him that they might have to extend because there might be, um, might be some increased uh, increased dry dry activity and uh, especially with the weather format. I thought that was, I thought the racing was also. Um, so also incredibly interesting. I mean, race, most races in the wet are exciting, no matter what. Um, unless you count Belgium 2021, which was rubbish. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, th- I think the um, I think the sprint race was actually one of um, maybe a little bit more exciting. But I think that's just because of the uh, drama between um, between first and second place with the Stappen at it again after a short little blip in Australia. I mean, come on, we're never going to get tired of seeing those two fights out, are we? Are we? I mean, I don't know what it is about the Sapp, and he's, he's really, really good about the last lap. Last lap ones like this we saw at Saudi Arabia. I think that the Sapp might actually have the, the overall better pace than Leclerc. I mean, I, I never thought that up until this weekend, but every time that the Sapp has finished a race, I mean, he's got a, he's got a 100% winning record in... Uh, uh, this year, out of the races that he's finished, so but that's the thing. I mean, out of that of the races yeah. that he's finished, he's only finished out of the races finished of the races yes. that we've had. I, I know, but if they can if they can patch that reliability problems, I think I think Red Bull and the the second package it might actually be quicker than Ferrari. I, could, I don't know. That's that's rainy conditions, and also there's I don't know. I mean, we saw the. Um, the Red Bull hyperdrive that we uh, that Perez had when he was overtaking cars in the sprint race. I mean, I didn't think. I mean, he, he overtook um, like Haas and then McLaren like halfway, halfway between where I thought he'd overtake, and he just soon passed like the other cars were were nothing. And it was kind of the same with Verstappen. I mean, Leclerc really, really struggled to catch straight back up. So did, did I think the weather, um, the weather played a part in that? Maybe I mean the I think the F one uh, I mean just Verstappen's pace um, over Leclerc might have uh, influenced it slightly more than just like the weather slowing Leclerc down or speeding Verstappen up. But uh, yeah, I think it's um, I think overall I think that's really is a wet weather race and it's uh, and I, I won't mind seeing more of those. How about you? Well, it's interesting you say that because with the rain. Obviously, that made it a lot more exciting. But I think without the rain, there were 
for, for me, without the rain, I felt that it probably would have been quite a boring Grand Prix. We saw Verstappen lead every single lap. I think the main thing is as well we've got to take into account is that Verstappen's always been good in the wet. He's he, he's one of those drivers that just really excels in the wet. So I think we've kind of got to give a bit of leeway to Ferrari for that. But at the same time, uh, the Honda Power Unit, that um, that Red Bull car, it looks so much quicker. It's just the reliability. They tried some new upgrades, but because of the sprint weekend, most teams didn't actually add any upgrades. They're gonna they're gonna do it next next Grand Prix, which I believe is Miami. Um, because yeah. because of the sprint weekend, because they only had that one free practice session before they had the sprint race, uh, the qualifying. And for me, I think we've got two more sprint races this season. Um, yeah, I, I thought I thought uh, I have to interrupt you there. The, the sprint races. I'm a little bit confused as to why Imola was one of the sprint races. I mean, don't get me wrong. I thought the uh, I thought the racing was really really exciting, and uh, win the sprint race was um, as, as I said. I think the, uh, the the battle, the battle between um, Leclerc as well as um, the battles in the midfield, and uh, I thought that I thought that was really good. But Imola, I didn't think that that would be a a spin race format because Imola has got a it's only got one DRS zone which is down the main straight and don't get me wrong we saw a lot of overtakes um, on that on that straight so it's, it's, it's a good overtaking spot saw, that did, did we because we saw Hamilton actually fail to get past um, I think it was Pierre Gasly uh, low yeah. for ages he spent nearly his whole Grand Prix behind uh Alex Albon and Pierre Gasly. Now, just the other sprint races that we're going to have this season are going to be the Red Bull Ring in Austria and also the Brazilian Grand Prix. Both, both of you, as you said, are fast tracks, exciting tracks. Yeah, they've, they've got a lot of over, overtaking zones. I, I honestly thought that Silverstone would would be another would just be would be another one because I thought, but the three the three sprint races or the four sprint races we had last. Last like Austria, Silverstone, Italy, and uh, Italy and Brazil, they worked. They worked really well. Let's let's be let's be real. I don't know. Actually, did we did we see a spin race Austria? I don't know. Austria Austria would still be a really good track because you've got you know the fast moving corners and you've got loads and loads of uh, overtaking zones. But I thought Imola was quite a strange one because I mean in comparison to those tracks, Imola's not really. Not really the best, is it? I mean, you'd. I mean, if you if you said, oh, which was the more exciting Grand Prix of like, um, from like last year? You wouldn't. I, I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say Imola. I don't think he had the, the best racing there. I mean, I'd. I'd definitely say that uh, other Grand Prix such as like uh, Silverstone and uh, and Brazil spring races last year were way better than the uh, way better than Imola. But uh, I don't know. I don't know about you. I was. What I, do you think? I think. Certainly with Imola, I'm just looking at the track now. The um, you obviously had that chicane where we saw Perez go wide, and I think Lando. Uh, so obviously, yes. there was that. That was a, a, at um, Variante Tamburello, but we saw Aqua Minerale, Aqua Minerale not actually be very exciting. We saw that straight, the start finish straight for me needs to be longer to have any sort of overtakes because we saw the speed of cars 
obviously this year the cars are a, a lot slower, but I think um, it was it, it it needs it's a bit like Spain for me. I think that it's just it's close to it. It just needs that extra that extra something to make it a better race. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah, I, I think I agree with you there. I mean, I, there's not a lot. Uh, there's not a lot um, we you could do about the um, straight. I think. I mean, the, I think the chicane is uh, is. Or, I think the chicane is all right. All right, the, the first one at least. But um, I don't know. I don't know about the length of the chicane. Because if you if you lengthen the chicane, you you get to the. We had the. I mean, we had more high speed um corners, and we get to the Imola tracks of. Uh, of old, like pre nineteen ninety four, and that's I mean, and getting rid of the chicanes and making the straight longer, like you suggested, that might that might just destroy the reason why the chicanes put there in the first place because yeah. um, because of like the safety aspects, which is usually your thing. So I'm surprised that I'm having to say this, but yeah, um, but, yeah, yeah. I'm for, for me, it's I I know this isn't true, but. It's starting to look like it's not quick enough to, for there to be a safety issue. I know that that's completely untrue, but at the same time, where's F1 without a bit of a risk? I know that obviously I've been campaigning for lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of safety, probably boring everyone, but for me, yes. you've got to get that balance. You've just got to get that balance. Uh, now, um, if you don't mind, James, I think we should just steer it back to Red Bull. Um, we saw that Red Bull have never previously scored with uh, points with both cars at Imola. Obviously, doing uh, very well, impressing. Um, and uh, we saw Max Verstappen. He must have been very happy, not only winning the race but also lapping Lewis Hamilton. As a Hamilton yeah. fan, what do you think about uh, about Max Verstappen first? We'll talk about. Uh, Hamilton later as a Hamilton fanboy, but what do you think about Verstappen? No, uh, we're not talking about we're not talking about Hamilton, so I'll focus on Verstappen. Okay. Um, I mean, I I've, I hate to say it, I'm I'm not the biggest fan of the guy, but uh, I mean that's a pretty perfect weekend for Verstappen, isn't it? I mean, he's I his, his speed behind that car is incredible. I mean, we've seen he's he's beaten Leclerc every time that he's finished the race. And that that speed was put into into practice at the sprint race when he when he lost out at the start and he had to overcome the pressure from like the uh, from the Italian fans who I'm sure who I'm sure were like a vote, um, cheering the opposite way to him and you know the um, the shortened distance of the of the sprint race by the way the sprint race was way too short I'd like a lot a lot more even the commentators. Uh, that's something to say now. They wanted a little bit longer, but anyway, um, I mean, what a perfect weekend for Verstappen. I mean, I I don't. I, I mean, it, it stings a little bit as a Lewis fanboy. He's been like supporting him since 2014. It hurts me to see him being lapped like for for the first time in ages. Don't know. I think it was five years since he'd been lapped, which is a bit weird. I don't know when he was lapped, but um, yeah. I mean, it's a bit a bit annoying for me, but I can't. I can't. I mean, I have to, I have to say, Stafford did a great job. I mean, Leclerc did a pretty good job up until we, uh, until we spun out, but we'll get out onto, onto that a little bit, um, a little bit later. But, uh, yeah, I mean, 
perfect weekend for Red Bull. I mean, Sergio Perez got out, got into the lead. Um, not not into the lead, got into P2 at the start. He had a little bit of trouble with Leclerc about halfway through, with Leclerc like pipping him through the um the pit stop window. I, I think I think um either Leclerc just got a really good in lap or um Perez got quite a bad out lap. I mean, it's hard to warm all the tyres up in such like, in such conditions. But um, but of course, Perez uh, Perez put it on the road, but in the end didn't, and uh, he ended up paying for it. He got P six, which wasn't isn't the greatest uh, isn't the greatest results, is it? So yeah, I mean, perfect. I mean that that weekend for Verstappen and for Rebel, exactly what they needed to get their title hopes go again. Do you think that they're going to be able to bridge that gap? I don't know, maybe. I think if Leclerc just keeps keeps going, I think that advantage would still stick on. I think like it's uh, still leading by like a, a, um, by a, quite a few eleven points. Sorry, so Ferrari are leading by eleven points to Red Bull. Sorry, with the um, Mercedes P three in the constructors. This is um, yeah. Okay. We have McLaren P four followed by Alfa Romeo, then Alpine, Alfa Tauri, Haas. Uh, Aston Martin and then Williams with a singular point from Alex Albon's um, tyre tyre um, full one tyre race or oh so nearly it was a one tyre yeah. one tyre race but yeah. um, I think just going on to that that um, Verstappen he took pole took the victory for the sprint race took the victory for the actual race took the fastest lap and he led every single lap He's asserting so much dominance, uh, but again, this today was the only was only the second time that Red Bull have ever taken a one-two finish in the hybrid era. The other one was uh, in Malaysia to twenty sixteen. But I I am wondering that 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 is very surprising that stat because Red Bull have always looked really promising they've always looked dangerous i think yeah i i was i was quite surprised at that fact as well because i'm, I'm sure like 2021 uh you, you, i mean mercedes can, didn't get one either the only one was mclaren and that's still a fact that shocks me but in 2021 i'm pretty sure i'm, I'm sure that they should have gotten a one two one point because i mean you, i mean look i mean Verstappen would have would have easily easily win on any weekend he likes. I mean, we saw we saw his like mid season dominance, and Perez is certainly a good enough driver to get P two. And even even like in twenty eighteen with um with like um Ricardo and Ricardo and Verstappen. I mean, surely they could they they had. Of course, there's no doubt they had the speed to do it. I think it's just a. Uh, just a bit of uh, bad luck that they never had. They, they never had two two drivers close close together um, on two separate weekend on two weekends. Is it? Isn't it? So, uh, yeah. but yeah, that, that's that is surprising. But it's uh, I don't know. It's a little it's okay. They got it. I mean, I know what other team I'd like. Um, have a, a one two. Well, I, I, want for, uh, I want an Aston Martin um, one two personally. I, I would keep, say keep I, dreaming. Yeah, well, I'm starting to become a bit more 
less of a Red Bull fan and more of an Aston Martin fan, James and I were actually talking oh, before before this about um, how that we, we when you support F1, it's unlike many other things. You normally you normally have to follow a driver, and certainly for me, I think that's been the case that I'm starting to go a bit away from Red Bull, uh, mainly because uh, Sebastian Vettel, absolute icon of the sport, someone that I absolutely love and I know that you're the same with um with Lewis Hamilton and I think that yes. it, it's just yes. um, just going on to Aston Martin now while we're talking about that we saw them do very well um this this Grand Prix yeah. we saw Vettel get some points again got four points finished PA on the grid uh, and then we saw Lance Stroll get another get one point in uh, P10, he, yeah, he was fending off not directly, but he was fending off um, Hamilton in that DRS train. But um, obviously, showing how much of a better team they are than Mercedes. But uh, what do you think about Aston Martin as a team and how they've improved? Because they were one of the worst teams on the grid in um, in Bahrain and Saudi Arabia. I think it's I think it's really good that they've uh, they've found their footing again. I mean. It's it's really painful to see any team fail, whether that's like Haas or uh, Haas or, or even McLaren, which I thought I'd have to go through in like um, in Bahrain. But um, but yeah, I, I think it's really nice that we've got Aston Martin back up there. I mean, the car's great. It's um, it's just a beauty, isn't it? And uh, also we've got Vettel, who is who's his fan favourite, isn't he? Just a very, very likable guy. Yeah. He, he seems to be very enthusiastic about F one. He buys a lot of F one um, F one cars. I mean, I think he bought Nigel Mansell's Williams a couple of years back. But and so he's obviously a fan of the sport. He's really delighted to be part of it and even win it sometimes. And it's it's just really really wholesome to see him. The team just like succeed in in uh, Aston Martin, where like previously in uh, in Australia. I mean, let's be honest. Both both drivers had a horrendous weekend. I mean, Seb. Spinning, crashing out, and Stroll weaving on the straights, and uh, having that collision with Latifi as well. But yeah, I think it's really nice that, um, that they've they've improved upon their pretty disastrous Australian outing, and um, got some points in the bag, which is which is where which is where they should be. Yeah. Well, Sebastian Vettel, he's scored. A record 392 points in one season. I think, uh, I think that's right. But um, is that even possible? Anyway, uh, never trust Wikipedia. But um, I do think that Vettel is very good for the sport. I don't think it pains me to say it, but we might be talking about it in a couple of episodes in the future whether he might retire. Pains, it pains me to say it, but after I've got to cut James some slack after talking about Mercedes through all these episodes, maybe we've got to talk yeah. about Sebastian Vettel. But um, Mercedes, uh, to quote Toto Wolf, uh, things haven't been going very well. Uh, so not right. Yeah. I, I think that speaks pretty much volumes. I think that, I mean, George Russell, I mean, he's... I, I, I still like Lewis more than him, but come on, I mean, he's doing a fantastic job. He's 
he's being Hamilton. He's he's being consistent. I mean, what what more can you ask from like from going into the team? What should have been a competitive team? I'm I'm sure if they had a competitive car, he'd be up there with Verstappen and uh, and Leclerc. I mean, he's been doing an incredible job. Um, Lewis, on the other hand, uh, I've been supporting him for what seven years. I've been watching it for that long, um, and it's it's just really annoying for me to see him down down there. I, I don't know. It's you, you can't you can't say that he's doing a better job than Russell because Russell is doing a way better. It's it's doing a better job here, but. You, you know, you, it's it's hard to see your your heroes go down, and uh, after, and it's and it's it's quite amazing to see how your like perceptions change of people. I mean, I I've started thinking that maybe Lewis, um, Lewis wasn't a good, or I don't know, wasn't um isn't isn't maybe the, the driver that uh, many other people think it is, but that's that's just like after a couple of races and. And uh, and I'm I'm kind of completely forgetting the things that he's done for like the past seven years. And let's be honest, he's won a lot. 102 Grand Prix isn't is definitely isn't just uh, it's car based, but yeah, it's it's inc- it's incredible to see him down there. I don't know whether that's just him losing a bit of motivation throughout the winter, or just like just him really struggling with the car and something that uh, something that Russell just isn't is very comfortable with um, at the moment. I mean, it's not. It's not comfortable in for all of the Russell all the time, especially in qualifying. I mean, P11 and P13, I think it was, and also quite a arduous, um, arduous um, spring race where Russell uh, struggled to get back into P11 and Lewis dropped a position. But I don't know when you when you have one driver get up into P4 or wherever he got, and one just uh, one just sticking behind in P11. I think that's yeah, a bit, a bit painful for me, but um, yeah, I, I'm sure he'll come back. I hope I hope he'll come back. I hope that he sorts out uh, that car. I mean, it's it's pretty much it's a monster diva, as he said last year. But um, yeah, I mean, Russell's been doing a good job. Um, I mean, it's all it's all they can ask of him. I mean, Lewis said that every weekend's a rescue, and so far, I think that's. Russell has been the one rescuing it so far. I mean, Lewis has had a bit of trouble in Australia. I think he got unlucky with the strategy there in time with the safety car. But um, I mean, but he, he got uh, unlucky Russell, again. Russell's been he got, he got unlucky in but, the pit lane as well with the collision. Yeah, and yeah, Saudi Arabia. But still, he he'd have finished behind uh, Russell in that race too. So uh, I think Russell's been been absolutely been incredible this season, and he's been doing all that. Uh, all that's been asked of him, Lewis is uh, Lewis, who's been like succeeding for that team for so long. Um, doesn't um, I think he's had a, having a bit of a blip and uh, maybe like Vettel. I mean, these guys have been in in sport for over ten years, and Hamilton thirty seven. That's old. He shouldn't. I do. I, I thought that he'd be getting. Uh, I thought he'd be retiring like years ago, like twenty. I thought maybe twenty nineteen. I thought that maybe. With Lando and George coming in, maybe that's who I should be looking forward to. But most, I think I, I like Lando more than Lewis. He's, he's just not a nice guy. Well, um, maybe. Yeah, I, I don't think that Lewis would be. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't think Lewis would be Lewis and Vettel for that matter would be would be carry on as long as they did. So, 
back in two years and um, and maybe hopefully a bit more success for both of them. I think we might be saying goodbye to arguably the masters of the twenty of the twenty tens. So yeah. I mean, I know I've gone slightly off topic. I mean, I'm supposed to be talking about Mercedes, <laughs> but uh, yeah, those are those are my those are my thoughts on, on uh, yeah, well, on the the performance of one. Yeah. Well, George Russell um, got fact here that um, he's the only driver to finish in the top five at every race this year, which obviously shows that he's doing something. But I don't know whether it's because he spent so long at Williams. In a bad car, and I wonder I whether so. he got yeah, he, he got mean, used to a bad car. Whereas Hamilton, after getting getting used to a good car, is now really struggling because it's not that he's become lazy, but he's just not had to work as hard. Yeah, he's not had to worry about those problems for a while, and maybe maybe it's just been. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think that that might have something to, might have something to do with it, but still, he's he's proved time and time again that uh, I mean, the Mercedes last year I don't think was particularly was wasn't the, the same level as dominance. I think the Red Bull was better, and I think the Mercedes was quite a handful in like the first couple of races. I think Red Bull were clearly a lot faster, but during the end of the season, I think Lewis kind of kind of hauled it back. I think he got the hang of it during the end, but as I say, that's during the end of the race. Yeah. I know he clawed back to, I know he clawed it back to like the finale and level on points, but it's still the end. And I, and I think Russell has pretty much figured it out uh, out at the start. I think he's, I think Russell during his time at Williams and then going into a mediocre Mercedes, I think he's learned his, I think he's learned a couple of tricks from uh, from his Williams days, and he's and he's using that to, uh, he's, and he's using that to get. Get some more performance out of the car, where Lewis is clearly struggling to uh, to do the same. Well, uh, we might as well talk about Ferrari now. Um, in a press conference, um, we saw that uh, Science said that he paid for Ricardo's mistake. For me, I think it was a racing incident. I agree with the commentators. I think because uh, Ricardo got hit, I was just trying to have a look at the footage earlier, and um, I'm not. I, for me, it's a racing incident because look, Ricardo claimed that he'd been hit. I think he had been hit. It was just, it, it was wet. Everyone was trying to brake. People maybe misjudged the braking zone. People braked a bit too late. I mean, I mean it, wasn't, it wasn't exactly blatant uh, about Bottas last year, was it? I mean, this happened. I mean, uh, Ricardo didn't exactly come careering it out of nowhere. But, uh, so, yeah, I think it was a racing incident. It wasn't like, it wasn't like the Bottas bowling ring was it was it so but it, it just, was uh, it, it was an absolute calamity for Carlos Sainz it was supposed to be his weekend his uh, the home home Grand Prix for um for Ferrari it was supposed to be uh, he, he just signed that new contract but as well um I found found that he had a 31 race finishing streak before that now he's now he's only completed one lap in the last two Grand Prix which yeah. I'm wondering whether Stephen Horner's had a couple of words and managed to make sure that um, all the Red Bull uh, problems have now just suddenly gone to Ferrari just like that. So um, maybe uh, maybe uh, Stephen Horner's managed to find some kind of wizardry that he can... Stephen Horner. Christian Horner. Christian Horner. Why is he Stephen? 
Christian Horner. I don't know. Who even is Stephen Horner? I don't know. Anyway, what the, um, what's next on our agenda? Uh, McLaren. Lando. McLaren. Yes, I like, I like to talk about this. Okay. Um, okay. First things off, let's, let's get it. Let's talk about the um, pretty negative stuff. I mean, we had, I mean, Ricardo. I mean, that's that was a pretty... Mm, wasn't the best. Uh, wasn't the best Grand Prix, Grand Prix for him, was it? I mean, he got took out took out Carlos Sainz and didn't finish. Um, it seemed to be just like a um, kind of just kind of set the tone for the entire Grand Prix, wasn't it? So and yeah, I least, think he wasn't. Sorry. Yeah. At, at least from there, though, he was able to help Lando, and he was able to act as a tester to see what the what the slick tires were actually gonna be like on that track. So. If anything, he wasn't able to do what he wanted to for his own race. He got a brilliant yeah. start. He they did really well in the sprint, um, but he just he, he wasn't. He he did what he needed to do for the team. He. Yeah. Uh, I'm just trying to find. Yeah. So after this. He was in P6 and Lando in P5 on the starting grid. And then, obviously, when he collided with Carlos Sainz, that put him down right to the end. And he was just able to um, able to, able to just help, help Lando the best he could. So he, mu- he must have had some kind of satisfaction from that. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's, a, he's a good team player, Ricardo is. I mean, he's been a... He's, oh, I'm sure he's been helping, but um, I mean that's. I mean Ricardo's definitely taking a bit of a, um, bit of a drop in form. I, I suppose after um, after like going to McLaren, and um, especially, I, and I know that the um, Monza race was completely um, his own, his own talent, but that's been few and far between. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know about you, but. Um, I think that Ricardo might have lost a bit, but he's he's doing well. He's helping his team out, and that's pretty much all we can ask from him. Um, Lando, Lando, though. Oh well, yes. Both you and Seb um, Lando fanboys. Um, for me, I I'm still yet to see his full potential. I I'm still not onto the the craze train, but he's he has impressed. He 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 was. Obviously, he was losing half half a second a lap to that Ferrari. Got lucky. Yeah. Got lucky when um when Leclerc spun, but I I think for me he's looked promising, but he hasn't had to do anything really spectacular. He hasn't had to fight anyone. He had quite a, a lonely race really, just in clean air. Yes, he did have a lonely race, but that's. That's because he did he did a good job, and it's not. I mean, third third place. That's third place. You can't. Yeah, I mean, no, we, I, we, I get, we, I get say, that. We could say that we could say that did a good did a good job, or other other people did a good job because they were because they finished. I don't know because they because they fought a lion or something. But you, but, but Lando got more points than them, didn't he? So he, I, overall, he's done a better job, and that's. And I don't know where, where, because you have you have like um, I mean McLaren were nowhere at the start of the season. You have Bahrain, I don't know P seventeen, P eighteen or something. 
that was awful from them. But that was because of their brains. Because they, but then they've been, they've been going back, and within four races, they've, they've got a podium again, which is which is really good. I mean, you can't... I, 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 still, I still think that Lando is just, it's just a great talent. You can't... I, I, I saw that Julian Palmer um, thought that maybe even... Um, maybe Russ, um, maybe Lando Norris would have been a better uh, better candidate for Mercedes because he, he's had experience uh, leading leading your Grand Prix and making decisions decisions and fighting fighting Lewis at Russell last year. So, and whilst Russell hasn't been able to do that. Yeah. And I don't know that I don't know that um, maybe Russell Russell's been doing a pretty good job. Maybe I think I think you still have to say that Lando's done done incredible in the, with the equip, equipment he's got, and I mean, who's gonna who's gonna deny Land, um, Daniel Ricciardo's talent just like overtaking Mark Master as well as like uh, as well as like his um, his Red Bull career where he was just, he had the had the better of Stefan for quite a few races, but it just uh, got struck down due to uh, reliability issues, but. And Lando is consistently beating him, isn't he? Yeah, well, so. he's been an up and down for McLaren. They did really well in Spain testing. Then they had their their overheating brakes and overheating engine, so they had to um they had to really cut their power, which uh, resulted in poor poor um poor results. But like uh, I I can't argue with facts. Like I said, like um like you said. Lando has done very well, but I I'd just be very interested to see him in a battle between one of those between the Ferrari because he got overtaken by um Leclerc, Leclerc I think it was really very easily. But um, talking about uh, just lastly, Leclerc and the Ferrari they were folded under pressure. They had it was their home Grand Prix. Leclerc, he pushed. He he had to push. He didn't do very well in the in the in the sprint. He did well in qualifying, but not in the sprint. Yeah. And uh, from there, it, it all just went downhill really because he had to. He was constantly having uh, because science wasn't there. He was being ganged up upon by the uh, by the Red Bulls that they could afford to let Perez squabble with uh, Leclerc and then. Verstappen was just able to to keep keep on going. I think uh, I hope we'll see Checo get a race win soon because he's he's quite an underdog really. He always does the team thing, but I'd like to see him get another race win. But back to yeah. Ferrari, what do you think about uh, about Leclerc? He had to push hard, but what happened? In I, think it's, I think that's the only the only week weekend that I've had. This season, and uh, I know it's um, like four races. It's been it's been that long, but um, so I mean, was, but I think Leclerc's done such a good um, good job for the first three races. This is just a slight blip. I know that I know that Leclerc made a mistake. I don't think that was it was definitely not his best race, and he sh- he shouldn't have made that mistake, especially when it was a. Uh, I mean, you, you can't have mistakes like that, you know. Um, when you're fighting for a title, and especially when you're leading it, you don't want to give your opponent um, a greater advantage over you. But I think I think you definitely did a better better job than this teammate Carl Sainz. I know the Italian crowd are going to be so disappointed with the result they got because 
I mean, understandably, they were expecting a Ferrari, Ferrari win, weren't they? Yeah. Ferrari won two. And they got a Red Bull one too. Yeah. Okay. But uh, that's everything, I think, uh, that we to, to cover. Um, uh, so this is uh, episode five of the Box Box podcast. Um, thank you very much for listening. And uh, hopefully, pl- please listen to all the other episodes. There'll be more to come shortly. Thank you.